Special guest Brad Anderson. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in Wednesday morning. December 6th, 2023. It is 6.09 right now in the capital city. We are at 29 degrees before we get right up there to what I would say is a solid, a solid cargo shorts watch for Lincoln, Nebraska today. And that is only the beginning of our cargo shorts issues for the next 72 hours cargo shorts and a sweatshirt uh yes to start the, the day i mean it's uh one layers of the, it's really my favorite you know most people think the ultimate you can wear is maybe a tux to a formal uh or an evening gown if you're a woman to me this is my this is the jack tuxedo cargo shorts and and uh in a hoodie this or a sweatshirt my, this was my no that's my no was my normal for the two years we lived in albuquerque was it yeah. in albuquerque really yeah I, I think of the Southwest, and I think it's hot all the time there. Well, Albuquerque's at fifty two hundred feet, so it's, okay. You know, it gets hot in the summer. I don't but, know my geography of the Southwest fall, very well. Fall through spring, you'd have cool mornings, beautiful days. That's what maybe that's the. We were talking about the city we need to be in, or the state we need to be in. If it's not here, maybe I need to go to New Mexico. Santa maybe Fe. that's it. Maybe buy a winter home in New Mexico. I mean, well, it, it has winter. But oh, okay. Okay. It just doesn't last very long. Because I've, what I've started to notice about my Beatrice vacation home is the weather is not different there. In fact, I think it's a little worse there. A little more in ice, Beatrice. I think. It's just, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's closer to Thayer County, which obviously is always the bullseye of the worst weather in America. And so, you know, you move towards Thayer County and there's always reverberations uh, all the way right up into to Beatrice. So, I don't know. Maybe Beatrice I'll try Cortland. That's a little closer to Cortland. Canada. Lot real estate there's crazy right now, but yeah, crazy. I mean, Panama. I'm not. I got a, I got lots and lots and lots of money, but I don't know if I have enough for Cortland you or Panama. Could consider Firth or Panama. Firth, my grandparents. I know Firth well. My grandparents lived in Firth a long time. I st- I used to. I was a kid. I'd go stay the weekend with my grandparents, and I'd roam the mean streets of Firth. They wouldn't even. Uh, I, there were no cell phones, nothing. I would go out, and you know, you may not have even seen my, me by the end of it. Who knows where I'd end up? End up at the Firth Co-op, Firth Cafe, maybe the park over there, the Grain Elevator. Those are pretty much all the places you could have gone, but I could have been at any of them yeah. at any point. People forget that. I haven't been at Firth in a long time. I should go drive around Firth. It's been quite some time. Anyway, while I plan my next vacation home, uh, we'll tell you. You don't need to vacation if you're uh, looking for good weather here for definitely the next definitely the next three days. Today's good. Tomorrow's better. Tomorrow, today into the high 50s. Thursday into the 60s. Friday, mid 50s. Uh, then Friday night, Saturday, Mark, kind of gets yeah. a little, eh. Yeah. Um, a little snow, a little rain, a little mist. Yeah. Cold wind. Yeah. I mean, I like super crazy winter cold. I mean, we're still like talking a high of 41 on Saturday. Uh, but chance of rain, chance of rain, snow Friday night overnight, and then during the morning on Saturday, it looks like we'll have a chance of rain into uh, snow. But still, like you said, forty-one, but just windy Saturday won't be won't be too great. So, like if you if you're at the point, I did just now uh, the night before last officially turn on the Mitchell family household Christmas lights. Uh, it's like it was like a Clark Griswold situation, but like <laughs> one one hundredth of the lights. One percent of the lights. We are uh, we are a we're kind of a minimalist when it comes to lights. 
that's sad that, that I even say that, but it's true. We are. We do the, uh, we just, we've got lots of like potted evergreen type things that we've got lights that go around them. And then we do like the floodlight spotlight that displays my wife's very good sense of decorating and those sorts of things. I'm not getting up on the, there's nothing on the gutters. There's nothing, uh, no huge, big evergreen. Ours were installed yesterday. Installed. Look at that. You know. Oh, I'm nice. not getting up in the tree, uh, in the tree or the the roof. Nice. How late? I wonder how late they're. We're on December six. I wonder how late they go actually installing people's lights. And the, how I, much money do you have? Yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. And then how long do they come and take them down for you? Sure. Then at some point, do they yeah. use your their own lights or do they use no, yours? We use. Do you use yours? Yep. But they go through and make sure they're all working yep. and stuff. Took them. They took them earlier this week. Checked them all out. Cool. All right. Well, very nice. Very nice. So Sarah and uh, her crew at. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on our company. Oh, okay. Sarah okay. Shanahan. All right. Well, you can, uh, maybe we'll end up uh, out at the, at the Vale household for the Christmas lights tour uh, that's coming up. You'll have, you'll, you really have to go to the backyard for the real. Oh, right, we'll just, there. since it's your house, I'm sure we're fine just to get everybody off the bus and walk sure. around your house. Yeah. Uh, go watch some TV in the basement, help ourselves to the bar, that kind yeah. of thing. You're welcome. <laughs> I haven't been to your house in a while. I need to go over there again. It was a fun fun time when we were there last time. Uh, yeah, so... That's speaking, what, speaking of fun times, yeah. you missed one last night. Uh, how was that? What did I miss? Ooh, well, I, you remember you had a conflict, Caleb and, and his family. At that's least right. I went out. We actually went to, it's called Miracle at Robber's Cave. Okay, and this is like a Christmas deal it's at Robber's Cave? It's a pop-up uh bar and snack place and that place is decorated to the limit really i mean talk about holidays they they put plastic around the outdoor um uh, patio deck and that's a snow globe cool so is this the, a thing that's open to... Up no, to, through uh, December 31st. Okay. Well, another holiday opportunity there. So it's you, your review is it's worth worth oh, doing and, and taking the family out to and trying it. out? Even Millie had fun. That's good. She's uh, she's, she's, cra- she, she's a goer. I say this in good words. She's cra- she has a lot of energy. So <laughs> yes. That's good. That's so. Caleb's daughter. No, I was, I was actually, believe it or not, I was... My other plans got changed, too, because I was uh, burning the midnight oil working here in the office. Uh, yesterday, oh, yeah. I made it. I made it past. Uh, I made it past five p.m. here. Wow! <laughs> and very, but yeah, I strongly suggest they've got a, a really neat Facebook page. You can get reservations, and that's uh, Sam and Jane Manzito uh, uh, hosted us last night. So. Well, nice. That is. Wow. Uh, and, and, I mean, cool. it just blew me away. So I want to go, and, and we got a little private tour of Robbers Cave. Oh, you saw? Okay. Do you? Okay. Can you believe this? Of all, as, as sort of like. Lincoln centric as I am, I've been to the I've been to like the event space at Robbers Cave. I've right. been to parties there. Obviously, when they Blue Blood Brewing was there years ago, I went there. I've actually never been down in the actual caves themselves. Well, Joel Green, who does the tours, yeah, uh, received that tourism award from the chamber yesterday. Okay, the, yeah, uh, that's the, who, okay. The one I heard over, you talking uh, about was, this, uh, the business awards. Yeah, the, it was named after Tom Lorenz. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Very. Very good. And speaking of things, I have been driving by the zoo for the uh, oh, Christmas lights. That looks, lights. It looks like they have taken it up to a new level this year. So I have got my wife, my daughter keeps mentioning to me that we need to. I, bet, I wonder if I can still get in for tomorrow night and wear my uh, 
Wear my cargo shorts. I, I would doubt it. They probably they, not. They that, were they were sold out I'm on probably, several nights. I'm probably you know blank ol with uh with that one. I probably have to look later, and it's going to be a little cooler then, which is all fine too. But the only time I've been there, I think two other times, we went the first year it was open, and it was a night like yet yeah, tomorrow was going to be. It was just like super. So part of you couldn't quite get into the Christmas spirit. They were like. Uh, hey, do you want some hot chocolate? And I was like, uh, no, I would just like some cold chocolate probably <laughs> at this point because I was wearing cargo shorts. But that was, yeah, that was that first year we went, which was like, we still have kind of a funny, it wasn't funny at the time, but so that was in December 2019 that we went. It was the, I think it was the first time they did it. We did it. And my my son, while we were there, got so sick. It was weird, like so sick at the time, almost passed out. I've never seen him that sick. And, uh, of course, that was December 2019, end of December 2019. And after uh, about a couple of months after the fact, we were like, I wonder if you had one of the earliest cases of uh, COVID COVID." (laughs) when you were there. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's kind of a myth in our family Uh, that we like to say. Another uh, Christmas event taking place uh, Sunday uh, at the Capitol, tree lighting. I saw they're going to do a, a big deal for, uh, the governor announced a big deal for this on Sunday. I saw they got the tree up, came from York, yes. by the way. Yep. Uh, they they got the tree up, and so they're going to do a hometown Christmas. The governor is inviting all Nebraskans to this, 3 to 5 on Sunday. Uh, so you have Santa Claus, Mrs. Cross, horse-drawn carriage rides, hay rack, ride, hay rack rides. Well, sure, when you got a... Uh, an ag guy in the governor's shirt. Right. Live nativity scene, face painting, balloon art, hot cocoa and cookies, plus more. So, and First Lady Governor's Suzanne, blowing that Christmas party out this First year. First Lady huh? Suzanne uh, Pillen going to be there too. Very cool. All right, so those are some of the uh, some of the opportunities for doing stuff here in the coming days as we get closer to the uh, the Christmas season. By the way, Sunday high of forty two and and sunny. So, but the capital thing be, is inside. The oh, it's all indoors. Yeah. Okay, but I saw on the thing he encouraged people to dress. Some of it's got to be. The hay rack rides, obviously, well, outdoors. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> I would imagine. Just drop some the, hair horse draw, the, the horse-drawn carriage? That's got to be outside, right? <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah, I, I would think so. Uh, Probably be some horse droppings in the uh, Senate chamber later next month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Figuratively, at least. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk about some of the uh, some of the headlines. Mark, what do we have going well, we on a, today? A, a garage house fire last night up on uh, in the Air Park area, Northwest Forty Sixth. Started in the garage, um, doing maintenance on an ATV, and there was some gasoline uh, in the garage, so it spread fast, got into the oh, attic. Man. Everybody got out. Uh, three people, two dogs. Uh, Red Cross took care of them. So okay. that happened right about six o'clock, okay. uh, actually early. Um, no injuries, so that's good. About one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in damage. Uh, had a little sports uh, action last night with a triple double. So, and uh, I was uh, again. That was another thing. I was we were considering going to that basketball game last night, but like I said, we ended up being having a really busy night, so I didn't go. So I was uh, with my daughter at home, um, and we got. So it was about eight o'clock, and we saw, I pulled up my phone and for the first time in a while and just looked through Twitter for updates and I saw like the second quarter score of that game. Yeah. I thought it had I honestly thought it had to be a misprint. They were up like they were up like fifty seven to eight or something like that what, what at was that it? point. Fifty some points that they won by? Uh yeah, they ended up winning I don't know I'll have the score in my sports cast coming up. Uh 
which I'll look up before my sportscast. Anyway, and yeah, but Jazz Shelley had her second triple-double, first ever Husker to do that. One of the biggest blow. And it wasn't like they were playing like an NAIA school. I mean, it was UN. So it's a, a group of five school in UNC Wilmington, but that's not that's not that small of a that's a, a like a men's. Their men, I don't know their history of their women's program. Their men's program's been in the NCAA tournament, and they're not. I mean, it's like playing Wichita State or Northern Iowa or something. Yep. And I mean, just blew them, blew them out of the water. I saw, I went and saw the women on Saturday uh, against Georgia Tech. They were down by ten at halftime. Ended up just going crazy the second half and won by eighteen. So they might be hitting their stride right now. That yep. women's team, and then men's team plays tonight. Uh, late start here on KLIN. It's 8 p.m. start in Minneapolis. So, uh, is that you, the game or pregame? That, eight. The 8 is the actual game. The pregame will start at, uh, right before that at 7. So uh, that's and, what we'll have And tomorrow afternoon. Tonight. And then tomorrow afternoon, I, I am going to my first Nebraska volleyball game of the year. Uh, it's not, listen, you, you hear me talking about going to basketball, men's, women's basketball, go and do the occasional football game. Ben went to, what, two or three football games this year. I have not been able to secure volleyball tickets in the way that I have been to those other sports. I got lucky this time around and find someone who was, found someone who was willing to um, offer face value. Uh, and, and so I was able to actually get four of them, so I'm taking my whole family wow. on, uh, on Thursday. Yep. And and going to the volleyball game tomorrow, so that and, should be a lot and of that, fun too. That pregame over on B, our sister station, at noon at yes. noon, a game at game one, and it is on uh, ESPN two. It, yes, it's on regular. You don't have to. The last round, you had to have ESPN plus. If you don't have that, and you haven't been able to watch them and, and went with radio, you can still go with radio. But if you're looking to watch it, if you've got a regular cable system or YouTube TV or whatever, you'll probably get ESPN two on it. So. Other the other item this morning, uh, this is going to really mess you up going home. Forty eight streets oh, closing even, at eight thirty this morning. The signs and eight thirty to three you know, thirty. I don't know, Mark, if it's we're gonna talk more about it in the morning drive today. I'm not sure if it's worse to have that closed or better just to for me to force force myself to because sometimes I wonder, what am I even doing on forty eighth street? Yep. Well, I mean, what am I even doing? Eight to three thirty today, tomorrow and Friday. Is so it's the rest planned. of this week. That's right there during the uh, right along that new construction for Tabitha. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I've, yeah, trying to get out of the neighborhood here <laughs> yeah. uh, where we're at, and you go through the. Ta- I mean, they got a lot of people working. I, They've parked on both sides of the street. I just go down Forty Fourth Street to Randolph. That's <laughs> what I should be doing. I found myself, and then you know when you know, and it is a what chaps ride Wednesday, and one of the my chaps Hall of Fames. Uh, is the situation where you've got people parked in a residential area on both sides of the streets. It's a pretty narrow road anyway. And gall darn it, you can just plan on it every time. Here comes a car in another direction, and you do the dance of who's going and who's not going. But this is like that for two straight blocks. Yeah. So And yeah. really narrow because yes. there's a lot of construction and larger pickups. And, oh, yeah. I had a moment that. yesterday where the boat, the person was coming the other way tried to go the same time i did and i darn near had a sideswipe incident there so it is what chaps ride wednesday though um uh, thanks for bringing that up so uh, at 710 we will delve into what is chapping your hide text line has been open will continue to be open if you want to text your chaps in at 402-479-1400 facebook.com slash lnk today is another place you can do that and we'll open up the phone lines as well so caleb 
out today. You want to have a weird cave? Caleb is out today. Uh, he'll be back tomorrow. Just uh, Johnny's just in a this little morning. one day vacation. So Johnny Cadillac in the house with us today. And uh, well, yeah, I guess I got your sports coming up. But let's. I'm fully ready. Fully ready, as you might say. Go for it. All right. You're, six, good. You're good for it. It's 625. You are listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, just Brad Anderson. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 636, welcome back. 32 degrees in the capital city on your Tuesday, or excuse me, Wednesday morning. Week's already flying by. What chaps your hide Wednesday? Don't forget, we're still taking your submissions for the things that are chapping your hide this morning. Text line is 402-479-1400, or you can use that Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. Speaking of the text line, not right now, not right now, but at some point in the next two hours and uh, two and a half hours or two hours and 23 minutes, uh, I will be letting you know what today's keyword is. If you want to get on our holiday lights tour, uh, yes, that is happening uh, two weeks from yesterday. So it's Tuesday night. Uh, that would be the what 19th. Uh, the 19th starting, uh, we're, I think we're starting during the five o'clock hour. I know we're going to nail that down a little bit here for you as well. We just got to do some of the logistics with it, but it'll start early in the evening when it's dark enough to start to see those lights. Uh, and that'll happen that Tuesday night. But the only way you can get on it is by winning spaces. It's a very limited VIP group. So every day, the rest of this week and next week during the show at some point, uh, I and or uh, Caleb will be giving you a keyword that you can text in. We'll select one of the people who text in that keyword. So not happening yet, but it will happen before 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, other opportunities to get on, go to KLIN.com. If you want to go that way, it gives you another opportunity as well. Should be a good time. And a week from today... Uh, we'll have Philip Wagner from uh, Phillips Lincoln Lights, who is going to come on and tell us about our route that he's uh, been working on. Lincoln's foremost expert on knowing where all of the best lights are for designing routes around Lincoln to look at them. He does it via different quadrants. He's on top of all of it. So he is going to tell us about that coming up next week as we continue to work on that in the background. So that should be a whole lot of fun. So interested in doing that with us uh, two weeks from yesterday. Just be listening for that keyword. One other thing I want to remind you all of uh, with Nebraska Volleyball coming up tomorrow. I hope you guys are checking out uh, the Volleyball State podcast with Jeff Sheldon and Lincoln Arneal. Um, 
Man, I had a hunch when when we got these two guys together to do this podcast for us just because they are uh, immersed in the sport. They've both been beat writers. They've both been covering a long time. They're both incredibly smart, uh, good good journalists, great insight, great connections in volleyball. I had a hunch it was going to be good and it was going to be successful. Successful. I uh, wouldn't have done it if I didn't think it was going to. It has blown off all expectations about how good this this podcast has been and how well it's been received. Uh, it is now the top podcast, the top podcast, volleyball-related podcast on the Apple iTunes charts. Like, not in Lincoln, not in Nebraska, like everything on Apple. We've got the number one volleyball podcast. I don't know if it's in the country, probably in the country, uh, maybe in the world, but probably in, in the country at very least, according to the Apple podcast ranking. So just to give you an idea, if you haven't listened to it, if, you, if you're if you excited for the game, the NCAA tournament this weekend, find a time to get into that. And we want to welcome one of our new sponsors to the Nebraska uh, State, or excuse me, the Volleyball State Podcast, University of Nebraska Federal Credit Union. Uh, like I'm just watching the reviews come in on all the podcast sites, and it's just again, it's it's gone over really well. And that's credit to those two guys who have done an awesome, awesome job with that podcast. The way you can find it, by the way, podcasthousemedia.com. Uh, and then you can either listen to it there if you like to do it just via web browser. Also, you can find links to you know wherever you wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, Spotify or Apple or Google or any of the other places. We're all of those places. So you don't have to listen through the website there, but that's an easy way to find it and check out all the episodes and get to where you want to be to listen to it. So big thanks to University of Nebraska Federal Credit Union for making Volleyball State Podcast continue to go. And they're going to keep going through the year, a little bit of a different schedule during the year, but it's going to be a huge key as Nebraska, fingers crossed, keeps winning during the NCAA tournament. So uh, wanted to make sure got a shout out for that. Let us get in to our sound off for today. It is debate night in America for the final time. Legit could be, it really could be for the final time during the 2024 election because this is the last of the planned GOP debates. Of course, the Iowa caucuses get going in about what six weeks from yesterday that they'll start that. And then, of course, you'll whittle down to the general. And I think we have a good idea who's going to be in that, but we'll see. Uh, and there is talk that in the general, I think especially if it's Biden and Trump, that there might not be debates this time around. It's not for certain, but there's at least a chance that this is the last time that you're going to see any, excuse me, any candidates for president actually on the stage debating the issue. So let's get a little bit of a preview for tonight. The polling and donor requirements grew in order to qualify for tonight's debate in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where former President Trump beat President Biden by more than 25 points three years ago. The former president won't be at tonight's debate. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley easily qualified. Tech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy made the stage, as did former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Now, since the last debate, Senator Tim Scott ended his presidential campaign campaign, and then so did North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. Ahead of tonight, a New York Times piece says anonymous Republicans who do not want the former president to be the nominee are pushing Christie to drop out and back Haley. Jessica Ooh. Rosenthal, Fox News. Okay. Haley's got a lot of, she seems like she's had some of the biggest momentum the last month or so um, to potentially be the you know the the number two in this whole thing and and be the top alternative but that's still a huge huge hill to climb i think when you look at some of the polling numbers it's in tuscaloosa alabama you think they're gonna get a 
Do you th- because DeSantis got himself into it? Is there going to be a question about the college football playoff? <laughs> I, I doubt it, but I also would not rule out that it gets referenced at some point. Now, it probably would be more likely to be referenced if it was actually in Tallahassee because they're the ones who are grieved. The people in Tuscaloosa are happy with how the whole situation went down, but I don't know. It, it uh, It's at, at least possible. All right, other things that are going on in the news. We are getting into that time of season where every year, even pre-COVID, right, you get into talk about the flu season and, um, you know, people encouraging flu vaccinations if you are into that thing. Um, but now they're talking about uh, this being a very busy. I mean, look, we're not talking about going back to 2020 or even 2021 or anything like that, but obviously a very busy season uh, in in hospitals and with people being ill because of the combo of flu, seasonal flu that you get this time of year, RSV, which you've probably seen a lot of the articles, has been spiking up uh, pretty pretty significantly now, especially in kids. And then, of course, lingering issues with COVID as well. You could argue this will actually be our fourth consecutive winter with a triple-demic ever since COVID-19 arrived. The flu is about to enter its peak period from now until about the middle of January. The respiratory infection known as RSV started to pick up earlier in the fall, and COVID hospitalizations have have been trending up as well. According to the Los Angeles Times, Fresno County recently told its ambulance drivers to not bring people to the hospital with a respiratory illness if they are in stable condition and there's no emergency wow. due to overcrowding ERs. All right, there you go. I haven't even had my... I I usually get a, a flu shot. I haven't gotten mine yet. I I probably should, should do that at some point. That used to be like a not that controversial thing to say. Maybe it's super controversial now. It's just kind of what I've done on a device of, of my doctors, but I haven't done, and I've heard of a few people who did who also, um, and maybe got a COVID shot too. And they were just like run down the next day, uh, with just, you know, the typical day after day after getting the shot thing. So, uh, anyway, something to be aware of as we get into these winter months as well. Uh, all right, a couple. I got a few kind of fun things here to finish up before we talk to Officer Chad in the news. So, if you are an iPhone owner, Android phoners or other phone uh, owners, it may not be any different. But if you're an iPhone owner and you text the various people in your address book, you notice that some of the people come up in the bubble that you text them is blue, or where they text back, it's blue. And some people, it comes up and it's green. Now, the difference is, you probably know this, the difference is blue means the person that you're using, uh, that you're texting with has an iPhone, and green means they've got another type because it's actually a different type of technology. Instead of the SMS, it's iMessage, and I don't even quite know all the exact differences that go along with it, but you have a few more capabilities when it's through the iMessage messaging, and then, you know, or if you have a big group text and everybody's got an iPhone except one person has an Android. And like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think much of it when, when that happens. I, I definitely have some people come up in green and some people come up in blue, but like, I don't know if it's a status thing with some people or what, but for, to the extent you're an Android user and you're like, man, I've always wanted to be at one of the blue bubbles, but I'm not getting a new phone with this whole thing. Uh, apparently there's an option now for you to become a blue bubble. So. 
Go for it. A few apps promising iMessage connectivity for Androids using cloud servers were pulled recently, citing security concerns. But now The Verge reports Beeper's new app called Beeper Mini was built by reverse engineering Apple's code. The app allows Android devices to send and receive blue bubbles. Now, there's no telling how long the app will stay active, however. Apple hasn't indicated what action they might take or if they would pursue any court actions. Beeper insists there's no law against reverse engineering, nor have they stolen Apple coding. Evan Brown, Fox News. All right, well, we'll see how that lasts, but you can look at that for your uh, in your Google Play Store if you're looking to become a, a blue bubble and change your status, perhaps, with your group text friends. Uh, the most viewed Wikipedia entry of 2023. We're getting all the year-end lists, the, the, the word of the year, the... the uh, all the ranking lists of the news stories of the year, and then Wikipedia always puts this one out. Okay, get in your head. you have any idea what it is? Real quick, think, guess. Let's see if you got it right. Wikipedia, the free nonprofit publicly edited online encyclopedia, announces its most popular articles of the year. Number one is ChatGPT, with more than 49 million views, people wanting to learn about that artificial intelligence chatbot. Next is an article called Deaths in 2023. It's the annual list of notable deaths updated throughout the year. It's always one of the most popular pages. Articles about cricket rank third, fourth, sixth, and ninth. The first time the sport's been this popular on Wikipedia in English. Articles about the movie Oppenheimer and the real J. Robert Oppenheimer rank fifth and seventh. A few more going down the list. Taylor Swift at 12, the Barbie movie at 13, Matthew Perry 17, then the United States and Elon Musk. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is number 24. Chris Foster, Fox News. All right. There you go. By the way, the top 100 list of all time of uh, Wikipedia pages is interesting. Um, The uh, number one is United States. Number two, uh, Donald Trump. So this goes from 07 to 23 is when this has been there. Donald Trump was number two. Uh, Elizabeth II, the queen, was number three. Four was India. Five, Barack Obama. Six, soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo. Seven, World War II. Eight, United Kingdom. Nine, Michael Jackson. Ten, Elon Musk. Oh, and I probably should throw in 11 as well. 11, sex. So there you go. (laughs) That's a very diverse list of the uh, top most ever sought out Wikipedia pages of all time. But this year it is chat GPT. Uh, Hey, speaking of... Celebrities, actors getting back to work. The SAG after deal. It's all over. You had the writer's strike. You had the SAG after strike. You had both of those going through much of 2023. And now they are officially both over. So let's get back to making us some entertainment, everybody. The approval of the three-year contract from the members of the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, was no certainty. As some prominent members voiced opposition to the deal. However, it was approved 78 to 21 percent. Turnout was 38 percent. Some key components of the deal include AI guardrails as well as a 7 percent increase in general wages with future increases over the next three years. The outcome follows a grueling 118-day strike. The new contract is effective retroactive to November 9th and expires June 30th, 2026. Ted Lindner, Fox News. All right, so we got two and a half years, two and a half years of the actors, uh, Hard work by, I still can't believe Fran Drescher is their, like, union head. Because 
I mean, she she apparently did a good job, too. Uh, well, to the extent that she got a deal that enough of the union ended up liking. But I'm telling you what, during was about a 10-year period where the nanny was on in syndication, and I could not get my channel off that show fast enough. I have never had a show where I'm like, I do not... I do not see the appeal. And this is even, an, I, you know, I had the standards of 90 sitcoms, which weren't all, always high anyway. But for some reason, that thing. Whew. Anyway, congrats to Fran. All right, last but new, but uh, not least here. Not too early to start thinking about your New Year's Eve plans. And if yours are excite, as exciting as mine usually are, it y- usually involves watching Ryan Seacrest while everyone else in your house is asleep doing Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve. R.I.P. Dick Clark. Uh, but they're changing it this year. And I've always said this. The central time zone gets screwed on New Year's Eve. There's just millions of people who live in this time zone. And they act like there's one or maybe two time zones in the entire United States. And here we go. Another blow has been landed to the central time zone. Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest will be a bit different this year. The 52nd edition of the holiday telecast will have two new co-hosts joining while getting rid of one of the time zone segments. Rita Orr will be live in Times Square alongside Ryan Seacrest, while Jeannie May will emcee the Hollywood party in the Pacific time zone. However, the show has eliminated the central time zone countdown from New Orleans, which has been a part of the show since 2017. The countdown show will once once again, feature a Spanish language countdown with Dianara Torres returning as co-host from Puerto Rico's convention center. Michelle Polino, Fox News. What are we supposed to do in the central time zone? The, and it's the worst. It, sometimes, have you noticed, I don't know if it's this one, but what they'll do, and this is coming from an expert who has had no social plans on New Year's Eve for a long time. So I've gotten very situation with the, uh, the, the, the situation surrounding TV on New Year's Eve. Sometimes they'll just replay the Times Square one at the central time zone and act like it's happening again. We need a New Year's Eve central time zone city. And if New Orleans can't hold its own, where Ryan Seacrest is snubbing them now, maybe we bring it here. I don't know what it is, but we have got to have an official on-television countdown for everyone in the Central. The Central time zone needs to rise up and say, we are getting screwed on New Year's Eve. And so we will join arms with our cohorts in North Dakota and Oklahoma and Arkansas and Texas and, you know, Central Mexico. And we'll say, this is enough's enough. Enough is enough. We're tired of getting the short end of the stick on New Year's Eve. I want one of the networks to come out, a central time zone only. Forget Ryan Seacrest, and I don't even know who those co-hosts were. Forget Ryan Seacrest. One network, CBS comes out. I don't care who comes out. You know who should come out and do it? Probably Fox News. Come out and be like, hey, central time zone, this is your home for New Year's Eve. We don't do that. We we, got to get the central time zone involved more on New Year's Eve. All right. I'm such a loser for caring that much about uh, most people are out on the town having a good time, not me. All right, it's 6.53. That is it for your sound off. We're going to talk with Cop Officer Chad is in next on KLIN. They done it. And now LPD needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right, 6.56. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you uh 
back with us. Good morning, Chad. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? How does, uh, we were talking about New Year's Eve. How does New Year's Eve rank in the pantheon of the mo- most busy police holidays? It's got to be way up there with Fourth of uh, July, I would think. You know, I, the busiest night I've ever had in my life was on New Year's Eve, and the slowest, most boring night I've ever had in my life was on New Year's Eve. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's just, it's really hit or miss. It can depend. All right. Yeah, they're, uh, oh, about 15, 16 years ago, there was a New Year's Eve, I remember, that I had to run Code 3 lights and sirens from a fight out by the airport out to the Walmart at 84th and Old Highway 2. Oh, my gosh. And I was the only that's, person that's in the That's the entire service. city. Yes, uh, that was the... <laughs> How fast did you make it, by the way? Well, <laughs> that would be I, an interesting timing. Because I was the only one going to about a 30-person brawl. Yeah. It was possibly the slowest Code 3 run ever, because I didn't <laughs> want to get there in a hurry. Wow. Um, I, I'm kind of tough, but I'm not take on 30-person yeah. tough. Wow. All right, uh, well, hopefully a lot of quiet people like me this year just... Enjoying the uh, Central Time Zone free New Year's Eve celebration. I thought on we TV. decided since we both had the day off, we were going to be part of the problem. Let's, not the solution. Uh, yes, <laughs> Jack and Chad. Yeah, uh, New Year's Eve, rocking Eve, in from Lincoln. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with our own TV show to something take care have of the, the equivalent of a zone. ball dropping yeah. or something like that. All right, drop a stalk of corn. <laughs> there we go. We can work on it. All right, what's going on with Lincoln Crime Stoppers? Uh, how about some opportunity knocks? Um, this one's a little disturbing, to be honest with you. Uh, five young ladies picked. Here we're hanging out, taking selfies at Main Street Cafe when a shooting happens on O Street. So all five hide together behind the bar from the gunfire. Uh, the girl in the black, white, and red jacket takes the opportunity to take some cash from a box on the bar. All the money is now missing. Oh wow! Yeah, maybe she needed a little razzmatazz in her life and had to get some extra cash. So the, for d- it. there just happens to be gunfire outside and they're in there and yep and there's chaos and yes that's huh. honestly that's a friday or saturday night on o street folks okay all right what else we have uh this one is how about twenty thousand dollar ring um i honestly didn't know rings could cost that much but <laughs> suspects in the first two video or first two photos were seen on video at texas roadhouse stealing a purse from a woman that was eating dinner at the bar Inside the purse was $20,000 ring, her credit cards. The uh, suspects in the last two images, images were then seen at the Target on South 56 using the credit cards. So, oh, they just uh, drove down the street. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking at, I mean, that's a massive loss. $20,000 ring for one item. Then on Jeez. top of that, your credit cards get used. That's kind of a, a one-two gut punch. And who, you would never expect it just out, out to eat like that. But yeah. my goodness. Yeah. All right, what can uh, people do to uh, help out if they've got any information? They can share. Uh, you can call us, leave anonymous tips at 402 475 3600 or go check everything out at LincolnCrimestoppers.com. All right. Thank you, Chad. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Chad. What Chapter Chad Wednesday is next at 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Line 402-479-1414. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Hi, well, excuse me. All right, welcome back, 710 on your Wednesday morning, December 6, 2023. We got 33 degrees right now on our way, as you heard, to a high in the... Mid, maybe upper 50s. Nice day here on a Wednesday. Potentially breaking some record highs tomorrow with the uh, with the forecast. And it's time for the part of the week where we turn it over to you. We allow you to have a little room, a little room to vent, a little room to get it out there. We know as the days go on, as the weeks go on, especially this time of year, there's just little things that get under your nerves. Sometimes they seem kind of stupid, but we still say, hey, we want you to be able to get them off your chest and enjoy this season, the holiday season, significantly. And so that's why we give you this outlet. It's What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. And we take your chaps in various forms. Call right now. Phone lines are open for you this segment, 402-479-1400. If you'd rather just text or type, uh, you can text us at that same number or go to facebook.com slash LNK today. So... Uh, and by the way, Mark Vale in studio with me, as is Johnny Cadillac. Caleb is off today. Caleb will be back tomorrow. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh-oh. And that, that Paul, is is uh, ready to go this year for the first time in December. Good morning, Paul. What do you got for us on What Chap Shad Wednesday? First, a bit of housekeeping. <laughs> when is the first day of Festivus? And will KLIN be having an open house reception? Because I've got a lot of grievances. <laughs> we'll talk. Now, we'll talk to management about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> now shopping is the season that started two months ago. But I digress. Yes, now is the time for everyone to start spending money on a number of people we don't necessarily like to give them gifts that we don't even know if they will want or need. <laughs> And if that isn't soul-crushing enough, there's also the need to wrap these gifts. Uh, and don't even suggest gift cards, Mark. Gift cards are the quitter's easy way out. Now, if you're thinking that this is what's chapping my hide, well, think again. Oh, wow. It has me riled up is not this once-a-year quagmire of artificial joy and unrequited love. Instead, it is something year-round. Have you ever been to a store that has two sizes of sharpening cards? You know, mega and mini? Yes. And when you finally get everything unloaded into your car, and you then get to return the carts to the double-wide cart corral, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Why is it so hard for some people to understand that there are two lanes for carts? Because there are two cart sizes. Why is it so hard to pre-sort the carts into mega carts and mini carts? Do we really have to make the poor minimum wage working schlub's job that much harder? 
Can't we all just put the Mickeys on the left and the Minis on the right? I mean, really? It's Christmas after all. <laughs> Oh, wow. I gotta go. <laughs> oh, thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Uh, it's true. But it's now, true. Now, wait a minute. Is that what the double Y? Is that what that's for? See, because... It should be. I have found, though, wouldn't you estimate that a good 80% of the cart users are using the full-size cart? 80 to 90%. On the day of the week. I've, I, because I have this inner dialogue every time I go into the store where I'm like, will a mini cart cut it this time? Wait, wait, is this small enough that this is a basket trip? Basket trips are rare, but yeah. the basket or there's I mean, there's four DEFCONs really of grocery shopping. True. You've got you've got obviously the mega cart, the full size cart, you've got the mini cart, you've got the basket, and then you've got what just carry. hand carrying. Yeah. Hand carrying situation. Um and yeah, it it's more of a there's, it's actually more of a decision from because if you get the I've done this, I've got the basket. I've especially gotten the basket, and it was not a right choice to get the basket. I should have went with at least the mini cart at that point, and that's never fun. I just, I never use the basket anymore. You don't use it ever. No. You always go with the mini cart. Yeah. And I, always, I don't know why I go with the basket I, and, exactly. And I, I usually look those mini carts over because I try to get one that only does about ten aisles an hour. <laughs> you should get. You know, I'm now, Paul. I, I got, I got to talk to you just like a, a brother here. Yeah. You, you know the the two sides on the golf on the uh, cart rack out in the lot. Yeah, remember people really can't even follow when they had the arrows on the aisles. What do you expect? <laughs> oh my gosh, do? I forgot the arrows on the aisles. All these I things mean, I already forgot about. You yeah, know, I mean these are the same people that couldn't follow the arrows. Why do you expect well, hold, them to but know t- which side to put well, the cart? Now, in? let me ask you this. This is a simple question. Let me defend the people for a second here. If this is really the intent of these things, is there any reason you couldn't just have a sign indicating that? You could, and you could also have Here's why they one don't. of the corrals that's smaller. smaller. So I don't know if that's truly the intent because I think – here's what I think. I think because 80 to 90% of people are using the full-size carts – that that's just not an efficient way to use those cart corrals, and so they can't they can't direct you to do that because there wouldn't be enough space. The big cart one would be all backed up, and there'd be no place to put the new big carts because the other one's in the little cart aisle. Well, you, you got to think those, of that. You got to have those cart schleppers out there more often than do. <laughs> I always I always love it when they've got like a line, like a big worm of like 27 carts they're pushing. Then And then I'm coming out with mine. I'm like, I'm just going to add mine to the end here so I don't have to. Or, or in some of the big box stores where they have that uh, electric pusher. Yes, the electric the re- pusher with thing. With the remote yep. control. Yep, yep. And the big box stores have got those gigantic flatbeds, too. And those things are really a mess. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, they've really, some of the stores have really got cart rotation down to a science. Like um, the one, I'm, t- I'm trying to think of a couple, like if you've been, I don't have a membership there anymore, but like Sam's Club, they yep. really, I mean, they just bring them in the open area, yeah, they bring spot them in, in the, the back. back. I guess they probably do that at, at Walmart too and Target that they Co- do that. Costco yeah. does, yeah. Yeah, they're, yep. it's all that efficiency. Amazing. Uh, all right, text line, what do we have? What chaps tried? 402-479-1400. I don't know. i got to get my Kenny out because my password for my text grew. Oh, I got it. It's all right. I can I, cover I, I us today. I can't get in. Mosh, got- M- Mosh Pit Chat says, what chaps my head? 
people ch- chaps my hide uh people who put reindeer horns uh <laughs> on their on their cars why don't you just put a sign on your car asking to get rammed jeez i always, or there's the people who i've seen a few uh, man take taking your car decoration is a real another level of love for christmas isn't it uh i've seen a couple of different things have you seen a wreath like around the hood ornament yes that's always an interesting and, one and, uh, i've always wondered are those like affixed somehow or are they just hanging there uh, oh they've got to be fastened. And, and then i've seen have you ever seen like the battery operated actual christmas lights on a car you don't see it much but you'll occasionally get that too so and i, I saw a facebook post a friend of mine out in north platte has got a little light up uh a red nose on the front of her car. <laughs> there you go. Uh, by the way, more cart talk. Becca says, uh, okay, this is a grocery store in Texas, and it's. Uh, I'm sorry because I don't uh, know Texas very well. It's is it ha- it's H-E-B. It's either H-E-B or HEB. H-E-B. What is it? H-E-B. Uh, H-E-B in Texas has cart returns that have two different sizes, small size for the mini carts, large for the bigger ones. Why can't Hy-Vee get them? I think I, I, think I know why. It's because... The, there are more, way more people who use the big carts, and that that must be why I think. Uh, have, you, have you noticed that even high V's in Lincoln have different style carts? Uh, n- really? Yep. The, 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 the high V at Williamsburg has got plastic. Okay. See, I haven't noticed. That's interesting. I haven't noticed so much between diff- the same place, but like Target has been plastic for years. For years, but they've really gone. They've gone to the Cadillac of carts at Target now. Have you noticed them? They are. Plus, they got the drink holders on them to encourage you to stop at the uh, little Starbucks booth on the way in as well. But, yeah, the Target carts, Target carts are nice. I feel like I'm it's really doing some luxurious five shopping. five years since I've been in a Target. What? Yeah, it's, it's just not on where my... Do you, where do you buy things? The, like, just like, you need yeah. shampoo. Where do you buy it? Oh, at the grocery store. At the grocery store? I don't know. I feel like... Bath and Body Works. When my wife and I would do would do our budget, we would always have like a grocery grocery budget, and then just like a Target budget, which is I don't I'm just all it's kind of a catch all situation. So um, yeah, the, I'm still we there. use a grocery app, and and the the large stuff goes on the Sam's Club, and then everything else oh, yeah. goes on the grocery list. Steve says, "How about the carts uh, that one front wheel turns continually as you go down the aisle? That's yeah. awesome! Like you'll get, you won't notice it quite in time, and then you're a few steps in, and like, do I return this or do I power through this thing and get like an arm workout while I'm doing it the entire or a quad it, workout or whatever? It and would it, be. And it shakes usually. You yeah, know, the, some of those the are shaking re- ones are always great. Uh, very good. All right." Uh, Breckenridge Kevin says, uh, my chaps not being able to listen to my favorite morning show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the KLIN app. Uh, woke up yesterday, uh, totally missed yesterday's episode. Woke up early today just to voice my chap. What's that? I'll have to check that out. That shouldn't be, uh, uh, oh, he might, maybe he's, maybe he's somewhere else where he's not able to do it, but can't get it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the KLIN app. Uh, Kevin, if you're listening, well, I think I know who Kevin is. You can text me. I'll figure out what the problem is. Um, I was say, I never usually have any problems in the morning. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, could, he could be in an uh, area that's geographically. Ryan, had, uh, Ryan says, which happens is the protesters before the Nebraska Creighton game. For those who weren't there, uh, I was at the game, and you had, because it was Nebraska Creighton, if you didn't show up really early, you had to wait in a huge line to get in Pinnacle Bank Arena while they did security and everything. And there were a huge group of... Uh, of protesters on the bridge, um, uh, 
uh, pro-Palestinian protesters that were going on. And, it, I mean, you could not miss it. It was not, megaphones. You could not miss the whole thing. It made for kind of a, I don't know if tense is the word, but just uh, made for a very different situation waiting to go into the arena. And you had some people who were going over and talking to them. You had other people who were kind of ignoring the whole thing. Um, and so, But some people were going over and videotaping them. A lot of that as well. But it was a big, like it was a very big group that was that was over there. All right, Facebook posts. Yep. Uh, Heidi's got your favorite, I, uh, that you don't have to deal with anymore. Why don't you? I, of, Heidi we, says school pickup at both middle ooh. and elementary schools. I keep thinking it'll get better. It doesn't, nope. Heidi. Nope, it, it just gets worse. It does. It is. I am retired. I am out of the game. All of it, uh, because I now have a daughter who's in the middle of middle school, and she's close enough where she can walk. So unless it's, well, it's funny, because sometimes there'll be really bad weather. It'll be snowy or cold or something, and my my uh, my wife will say, or my daughter will say, can you pick me up from school today? And I'll, I'll say, I mean, I can, but here's the thing. The place that I end up stopping to, to pick you up, we can see our house from. <laughs> I mean, is it really is it really worth it? We can see the house from the place that I usually stop, but it is. Yeah, if you are a if you are not a parent who has gone through, especially at the schools that were designed not designed for that kind of traffic flow around them. Who boy. That's well, a, a lot, lot of the, especially the elementaries are they were designed when bus service. Yes, yeah. I mean my kids went to Morley and. Uh, well, I I went to sixth grade at Morley, and I took the bus. I mean, everyone either took the bus or walked. It was it was one or the other. Or biked. I took the bus or biked. Uh, it was it was all the same. And so there wasn't like there were no parents that came at three in the afternoon to pick their kids up from school. And now it is ev- everywhere that they're picking them up. And I did twelve straight, twelve consecutive years of it. Twelve consecutive years of it. Just wrapped up the year before last. I guess I'll probably have to bring her to high school her freshman year before she can drive, but that's a much better situation. Much better situation because there aren't nearly as many parents doing that. Uh, let's see. Karen, yep. uh, go ahead. Uh, well, I like I like Karen's. Drivers looking at their phones at stoplights and then not noticing when the light turns green. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No comment. Um, Will says, it's Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. And Stacy replies, who cares? <laughs> say what makes sense to you. Well, I, okay. I mean, a quick defense. I'm not trying. If I say happy holiday, I'm obviously not anti-Christmas. I do a show that is that is doing Christmas music for three days. I talk about Christmas very openly. But if I say anti or happy, hol- happy holidays, it's not to avoid Christmas. It's mainly because I think of this whole time of year as like a gr- this holiday season that really goes from Thanksgiving to New, Year- New Year's Day. I sort of like conceive of it in my mind. So if I ever say happy holidays, it's like more of a generalized big, you know, right. enjoy the next several well, weeks. Well, like I grew up, the Christmas and New Year's week is just a, it's it's just a holiday time. I agree with you. And it's easier because what I really want to say is Merry Christian, uh, Merry Christmas to my Christian friends, Happy Hanukkah to my Jewish friends, Happy Merry Kwanzaa to, well, to uh, my mean, friends who practice I don't even that, think- and to my atheist friends. Good luck in the new year. <laughs> That's and I'm not even do, I'm not even doing that necessarily. I mean, I'm not. I mainly, honestly, more than anything, I'm combining Christmas and New Year's when I do that. Uh, if if I do that, but you'll uh, like Logan's, yeah. 
Logan. Any, any temps below 65 degrees. Man, I'm getting more and more with you, Logan. Every year I'm alive, more and more with you. So that's why I am savoring this week, especially tomorrow, because we might do it. We might get, I think I saw on 10-11, Brad said 63 is the record tomorrow. I think that's what I just saw on our TV monitor. So I'll check maybe, it out. Bre- maybe breaking that. I think we're in the range. All right, that's it for uh, What Chap Shot Wednesday. You can keep sending them in at the text line and the Facebook page if you'd like to. Maybe get into some more of them a little bit later. It's 725. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. I'm Chris Ofgren. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get it started by counting it down with your Morning Drive with... Number five. Independent presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. headed to Lincoln for a campaign event next week. He'll host a voter rally at the Royal Grove up on North, uh, Northwest Lincoln Tuesday afternoon, 5.30 to 7.30 in the evening. Uh, supporters can also sign the petition to get him on the uh, ballot here in Nebraska. So I don't think we've had a presidential candidate. A primary uh, candidate? Yeah. In Lincoln. Well, I guess as long he's, as a third party, he's a third-party candidate now. So, um, now, we've had, we've had general... I mean, people have come to Council Bluffs, and uh, like I'm trying to think, did I don't think did Trump or Biden come to Omaha when they were running in, in 2020? Trump came to uh, Omaha and Council Bluffs. Yeah. Okay. And um, he went to uh, Tri Cities too, I believe. Did didn't he? he? During the during the 2020 or 2016 or 2020 one, general, one of them. man, I can't even remember. This is sad. I should I should remember these. But you're you're right. Very rarely, especially during a primary, because of right. this system that we've all decided was a good idea, uh, they will spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and days and weeks and moving to Iowa, and nobody's coming here. Yep. No, and that's happening with a whole bunch of places. Overall, so I guess to this degree, credit to RFK Jr. Now he's got a little bit of a different deal because he needs support in each of the states to get on the ballot. Correct. So it makes sense; the system in place makes sense for him to come to Lincoln and yep. gin up a little bit of enthusiasm to get him on the. Ballot. I think earlier that day, or maybe the day before, he's in Kansas City. So you know, and probably doing both sides. And of he the said state he's line. doing doing all fifty of them, right? I believe doing he all, is yeah. doing all fifty states, which. Yeah, it's a, a you know a reason, something that you've got to do, and you got to get support in all of these these different states. So he's gonna, yeah, he's got to get thousands of signatures in most states. Nebraska's Nebraska got twenty five hundred signatures. 
I assume he'll be able to do that fairly oh, I easily. So. I would think so. Um, but like other states, he's got to get a lot more. Like California, he's got got to get two hundred thousand signatures, one hundred forty-five thousand in Florida, one hundred ten thousand in Texas. So I get it. Nebraska's got a smaller population in there, but that's still a low percentage. I think maybe compared on on some of those as well. So they're gonna have they're gonna gather signatures at his rally. You can get about I think a thousand people into. It's been a long time since I've been to the Royal Grove. I'm not going to lie. It'll be. Um, well, I'm sure they'll be coming and going. So yeah, yeah. So th- that and, is the. And speaking th- of presidential politics, have you been hearing on Fox News what the President Biden said yesterday? A fundraiser I that believe. if Trump weren't running, he yeah. probably wouldn't be in. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I'm just surprised he said it and it got out. I am, yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm not surprised that's the case because. That's sort of how things feel right now, but I agree too. He's and then Trump went on with his thing with Hannity, and Hannity's trying to give him, <laughs> Hannity's trying to give him like ways out of answering questions a certain way, and he wasn't really taking them. And oh, I can't wait for this next year. I'm so excited. What are we? Six so oh five fun. weeks away. Six weeks away. Six from- weeks from Tuesday was the Iowa yes, from yesterday. The, yeah, the wow. Iowa caucuses. So. The Hawkeye Hawkeye. Yep. All right. Let's keep her going. Number four. Nebraska Department of Revenue yesterday publicized a list of the first organizations certified to provide scholarships for K-12 students to attend private schools beginning uh, next year. The list of certified scholarship granting organizations includes Assistance for Individuals and Families Without Borders in La Vista, Metro Area Christian Schools, SGO in Omaha, and Opportunity Scholarships of Nebraska and Lincoln. The Nebraska Examiner's got the complete report. Uh, this one, of course, is the one that uh, is being challenged by yes. with the ballot initiative. So it could be a short time that this is going on, but it does start uh, because the bill passed. So these are, okay, help me understand this. So these are scholarship granting organizations that people can donate to to get the tax benefits? Correct. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes. So there has to be an approved list of these groups that would get you qualified for the tax-exempt status. And and the scholarships... So the S- SGO, I guess. Is and scholarships go to uh, students who, who need uh, the financial uh, process in order to attend a private school. So, so to be qualified at an SGO, they probably have got to show that they go through a, an, a, an approved process. Right. To, to do that. So, and this is a $25 million cap for the whole state on these tax deductions. And here's what they get. So if you're a donor then who then gives to one of these groups that you you mentioned, you can get a tax credit under the law. The total of amount of contributions made to an SGO during the tax year, it's the lesser of these amounts. Total amount of contributions to an SGO during the tax year. So if you make a $5,000 donation, whatever you do, you can have that or you can have 50% of the income tax liability of the taxpayer for such year or 100,000 or uh 1 million 100,000 for individuals, 1 million dollars for estates and trusts. But it's the lesser the tax break is the they take those things. So if you're talking somebody who's donating, you know, $500,000, they're not going to be able to get the tax write off of $500,000. It would be. It would probably be that one hundred thousand right. dollars, and that's in that situation. And like you said, uh, twenty five million in tax credits. Although that is 
going to be a little bit elastic, and that's yeah, gonna, that's, that's first probably going to going to grow at this. And the organizations that do this, they can apply year round uh, to do that. And then if they get qualified in this group, they can be one of the scholarship granting organizations with this whole thing. And, and the scholarships do, as you mentioned, go to these organizations and not directly to the schools. Ru- the the donations go to the do- yeah, the donations go to the organization. The organizations dole out the scholarships. Correct. That's yeah. That so that's I didn't actually know how that worked either. So that's interesting. And again, it may be it may be a short time that this is actually happening. It'll depend what happens on the ballot. I think I think you're going to see a lot of push uh, on both sides of this going into uh, next fall. Oh yeah. Well, there was a lot. I mean, look at the look at the activity that went along with the petition drive. I mean, that's about Wait, as, uh, it was about as much as you'll see with any petition drive on two different sides of it um, that they had with with this one as well. I mean, goodness sakes! Yeah, the, I'm trying to get to a farmers market, and I got people on both sides of the issue trying to get me to sign something, and I'm like, "Hey, look! I just want a breakfast burrito, y'all." <laughs> yeah, it was the decline to sign group, and then there was the basically the Nebraska Teachers Organization. Right. Yep. All right, moving on. Number three. Well, let's see what time is it. Uh, we got about 14 minutes, and South 48th Street between uh, J and L will close. Be closed until 3.30, 8.30 today, tomorrow, and Friday for utility work. Uh, I know that. That's just Mark, I know a when we, bad when, time. Mark, I know when we pick these stories, we try and pick ones that are going to be at least impactful or of interest to as many people as possible. Let's be honest. This one is a lot about me and you. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know about that because there's a lot of people that use that's 48th true, Street. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's a small. This is a small area that is very, very close to where we uh, where we work well, and it, one that we travel. It's frequently. like what six blocks south of O Street, between O Street and uh, Tabitha and yeah. Brian Health East. Brian at East. least tell me, at least tell me in this area. They're widening it to four lanes, right? That's why they're, they're knocking that out. No, they're knocking is, that out by Friday. Four lanes—that's no, impressive. This is utility work. Man, is there has there been a street that has had? I'm sure there have been. I'm sure everybody's got their own one, and I only know because I drive on it every day. It feels like there's been so work, so much work done on that street, and they are, I mean they're putting up that huge, huge new tab of the facility too, which that's, is which is quite a story in and of itself. That's an intergenerational housing. Oh, really? Yep. There'd be housing for seniors, assisted living, and, and other senior housing. But it'll also house some college students from the Bryan College of Science. Well, okay. And and my own gripes about 48th Street aside, Tabitha's is a great, great organization here. And I, I, I will give them credit. I think credit. a ton of them. So. They, they actually put the entrance to that facility on 47th. So, okay. So you're not going to have to... We're excited about your facility. Can't wait for you to get it done. But we're, 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 yeah, I'm yeah. sure you feel the same way. Yes. But listen, over the years, over the years, there have been some level of gripes, especially when you're talking about streets that are not efficient at getting people north, south in town. Okay. And a lot of that have been focused around 27th Street on the south side of town. I think I, man. This would be a good poll question for the KLIN for the KLIN listeners. Sometimes, I think forty eighth is worse than twenty seventh. Forty eighth on the kind of forty eighth starting south of O, going to forty eighth to normal forty eighth to Capitol Parkway. I would go even further for well, yeah, go to go to go all the way to Old Highway too. Almost. Also known as Nebraska Parkway. Yeah. Oh, 
By the way, it's been one year of that, and I still I just thought they had an anniversary, and I still can't think of it's Parkway or Expressway every time. I need a mnemonic. I need something. NP North Platte. That's the first thing because I got to think North Platte and Rest Parkway. I don't know, but whatever. I would say forty eighth. Is that, am I going too far with that? Is it no? Because it, it drops back to Tulane and to and then it just tees that tees then right after. Uh, or no, I'm thinking of of the wrong street. Yeah, forty eighth tees it. Yeah, uh, tees at Old Cheney. At Old Cheney. Old Cheney and Cheney. So that tees there. Yeah, I would say that whole stretch O Street to Old Cheney on O versus. 27th, mm, 27th is, I mean, what, starting on Capitol Parkway and going to, the part on, the part to on, Old Cheney? The part on 48th that just kind of messes everybody up is from uh, Capitol Parkway down to Van Dorn because that's two lanes going north and south. But at Van Dorn and at Cap, whether you're going south on, on uh, 48th at Van Dorn, it goes back to two lanes. Yeah. And same going north at Capitol Parkway. Yeah. So you get There's two to four of, to two. You got you several merge situations. You got lights up the and wazoo, then, and then that whole stretch in front of Union College is only twenty five miles an hour. Then you got that, and if I'm adding to it, while it is what Chapshire on Wednesday, for whatever reason, on what am I on? T-Mobile used to be Sprint. The area around Bryan Hospital, my phone does not work, and it's and that's I I believe those of you who are T-Mobile owners. Tell me if you if you agree with me on this. There is a there is a strip from about South Street. It's particularly on South Street, uh, and maybe going a little bit in each direction from there, all the way across the city east to west, where T-Mobile phones don't work. It will drop out every time I'm on the phone or listening yep. to something streaming. Yep. And yeah, it goes it goes from about take about take a line from about Bryan to South Street, and then just. Take it all the way east west the entire city. Really? It is the weirdest dead zone. You, like if you're on the on South and and Capitol Parkway there, um, that is always you know where they've got the the basketball courts and Jim Ager and that stuff. No chance. Every really? time I talk to my wife, I'll be talking to my wife a lot of times. I'm driving home from work, and I'll she'll be like, "Hello, hello, hello," and I was like, "Just driving by, Brian." That 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 spot always happens. Or same thing if I go on that intersection over there by Jim Ager as well. All right. Oh, all right. Too much phone signal talk. We gotta move. Number two. Norman Lear has died. He was 101. Of course, some of the situation comedies, all in the family, Maud and some of those. The Jeffersons. Yeah. 101. What? I wanted to ask you, were those like were those controversial no. those shows in the because oh. they were dealing with Social they were issues. kind of dealing with social issues in a way that TV had been. I mean, TV obviously TV in the the fifties and sixties before that stayed away from a lot of that uh, totally. stuff. But yeah, there was a period of time. I mean, uh, you know, All in the Family, uh, the Jeffersons, which was a spinoff. Right. A uh, Maud uh, was right. was kind of socially incorrect by today's standards. But then you also had uh, what was the uh, one that Red Fox was in? Good Times. Oh no. Uh, um, yeah, Sanford Sons. Sanford Sons. This is all a little bit. These are all. I remember all in the family, but barely, not a whole lot. And I didn't appreciate, you know, I didn't appreciate the dynamics in there with Rob Reiner and and Archie. Yeah, and Archie. But the, but the good old days. Gerald Lasalle ran great. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. He's a hundred. Yeah, he is. I mean. That was the first, and then you got into the '80s. After that, and like, for instance, like 
like Family Ties came on after that, and they so that sort of yep. kept going with all in the family, like sort of different political situations within a family. That kind of did that as well. Uh, and then the Cosby Show, obviously, after that, kind of coming on after the Jeffersons. It was those paved the ways for a lot of those shows that got really big then in in the eighties as well. So, all right, let's finish it up. Number one. 108 35 last night. Husker women basketball over UNC Wilmington. Uh, 8 0 run, I believe. Uh, to start, to, to, start, the to start the game. Biggest blowout against a Division One team. Like I said, I believe there was a game in the 70s against Nebraska Wesleyan. I'm not, not to take it out on the Prairie Wolves here, but I think there was one game that had a bigger margin than that. But Jazz Shelley is. Uh, Coming back to play this year is just, I mean, she's going to be an all-timer. She might have her, might have, I don't know, might have her jersey up in the rafters by the end. Not sure. We'll see. But second ever, second triple-double, first Husker ever to get two triple-doubles, uh, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, and they were uh, hit hit five for 10 from three-pointers, but she wasn't the only one. Obviously, when you win 108 to 35, nobody's really having a real bad night. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, nobody, nobody wearing white and uh, scarlet and clean cream uh, did that. Markowski had a, a double-double. Uh, Natalie Potts is coming as a freshman. She's been really good as well. She almost got a double-double as well. So looking good. Uh, rough game against TCU. Rough game against Creighton down the stretch. But hopefully they're coming into their own here as they get into the Big Ten season. Hey, just one other note. Today is Tornado Siren Test Day. First uh, uh, Wednesday of the month. All right. And then, um, real quickly, speaking of basketball, Husker basketball tonight on KLIN Men's. Uh, now, that'll be at 8 o'clock tip. It's a little bit later than usual, so that means pregame at 7, our sports nightly, pregame 7, tip at 8. Uh, have a cup of coffee if you're going to stay up late and listen to us for Nebraska and Minnesota. Hopefully, Nebraska can get going 1-0 in the Big Ten. It would, be, it would really help ease some of the pain off that rough day at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Sunday. All right, 75, uh, 7.55, it's not 75 degrees, it's 7.55, it's 33 degrees. Won't be far from 75 by tomorrow, though. This is Alan K. today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome back. LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN on your Wednesday morning. Caleb Henry is out today. We've got Johnny Cadillac in here, Mark Vale, of course, in the KLIN newsroom. Chris Lofgren, Time Saver Traffic. We will talk to John Bishop, 25 minutes. Am I dreading it a little bit? Yes, I am. 
Yes, correct. Uh, obviously, you probably know John Bishop is the uh, play-by-play voice of the Creighton Blue Jays. Um, we have we 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 are very very good friends. We are one of my best friends in the world. We don't get along in the days before and after the Nebraska Creighton basketball game. Probably fair to say. And then when it happens afterwards, I set a precedent last year of. Oh, shall we say? I mean, I wouldn't say bad sportsmanship, but you know, I, I was I was very remindful, uh, if that's a word, of him of the outcome of that game as often as I could be. Uh, I may have appeared on his radio show on the Monday after that game last year and live on the air on a Zoom stream opened a bottle of champagne, um, and so he returned the favor to me this year and opened a bottle of well he opened a bottle of red wine uh but it was like barefoot wine so like the one that they've got at the grocery store for four dollars and he also had been chilling it in the fridge before so um i don't know if that's creighton approved that kind of a celebration with, with budget grocery store wine and he brought cheese and crackers but they were like wheat thins um, and so it wasn't really the Creighton way to celebrate, but nonetheless, the message was what counted in that whole thing. And so I've got to take my lumps, right? And just know, just know if and when things change next year, and hopefully they will go back the other direction, I am going to ramp it up a little bit more in terms of it. But to the winner go the spoils. Speaking of the winner getting the spoils, you know what we have not done yet? We have not given you an opportunity to get on our Christmas Lights bus tour. We are uh, hosting, for the first time, a Christmas Lights bus tour. It is uh, two weeks from yesterday, so if you want the actual date, which might be more helpful, that would be December 19th, Tuesday night. Uh, starting during the uh, 5 o'clock hour, we'll nail down the exact time for you, but if that impacts your ability to go, it, as soon as it gets dark, we want to get, get out there and see as much as we can with that. And so, yeah, we are going to be doing that, and we are using uh, what I believe to be, who I believe to be the preeminent expert on Christmas lights displays in the capital city, far and away, the the best guy to be helping us out and sort of curating the route and the places that we are going to see. And that's uh, Philip Wagner of Philip's Lincoln Lights. In fact, Philip will be on the show a week from today, and he's going to go over the route with us that we will be working on uh, and that we'll be going through. Here's the issue. It's a one-night-only event. It's one bus. And our friends from B1073 are going to be a part of it as well. And so it's kind of a... uh, it's kind of a small group of people who can be on the bus. It's a true VIP elite situation. So if you would like that to be you, today is your chance. Right now is your chance to text to win. I am going to take all the people who text between now and the end of the show, the word tour, T-O-U-R, tour, or as Caleb says it, tour, uh, T-O-U-R, to 402-479-1400. Just text that word, and that'll be enough to get you entered in. We will pick one of you who texts that in, and you'll get another pair of tickets, or you'll get a pair of tickets to get on the bus on uh, two Tuesdays from right now and enjoy the bus tour, which I think is going to be a blast. It's going to be lively. Uh, we're going to be very festive. It's going to be on the week just before Christmas. feel like maybe kind of things, hopefully at work and school, are sort of wrapping up. And what a great way to really kick off the crux of the Christmas season. So that you want to be that, text in the word tour right now to 402 479 1400. One more note here before I get into get into what I want to talk about next. Uh, if you guys uh, are getting ready today 
for the Nebraska Volleyball Weekend. And again, 1 o'clock gaming is Georgia Tech tomorrow. I'm going to be in the house, not to brag, but it's my first game in like two years. So, uh, But if you're getting ready for that match and into the NCAA Volleyball Tournament, which I find myself really getting into uh, with Nebraska being so so good right now, make sure and spend some time today. If you're going on a walk, if you're driving around town, checking out the Volleyball State Podcast. You can find it on our new podcast network here at Broadcast House, but it's called PodcastHouse.com. That's the home base for it online. It's called Podcast House Media. I should say PodcastHouseMedia.com, uh, or you can just search Podcast House Media, and you can see all the podcasts that we've got. But Volleyball State has been a juggernaut when it comes to podcasts. It's hosted by Jeff Sheldon and Lincoln Arneal. Uh, both have been writing about Nebraska volleyball as beat writers at some various places. Lincoln's still at Huskers Illustrated. Jeff has moved on to some other type of work. Uh, but they have got insight, connections, information, analysis, uh, dry humor, everything that you would want from a podcast. It is one of, I mean, it is is properly getting plaudits from everywhere. Uh, on what they do with volleyball and, and helping people kind of enjoy and understand the game. So check that out if you haven't. You can go to that website, like I said, Podcast House Media, and uh, take a listen right there. And you can also just find a link if you're like, well, Jack, I listen to my podcast on Apple or Spotify or or Google or Podkite or something or wherever. You, you can get them all there, too. You can either search there or you can go to the website or link to it there. But make sure and check it out here. they got a new one that's been that was just posted on Monday previewing this coming weekend. I think they're going to do another special one this week as well so that is available for you and we have a new sponsor for them and i especially want to thank university of nebraska federal credit union uh who is smartly hopping on this podcast which is now the number one volleyball podcast in america that's not me just making that up and bragging uh no according to the apple podcast chart the number one volleyball podcast in america right now and uh, deservedly so uh real quick so you've been uh, maybe wondering who's going to play quarterback for Nebraska next year, Nebraska football next year. And, you know, it's maybe it's early to ask that question, but here's the thing. Today you're going to hear more quarterbacks who are making decisions or are making decisions on the transfer portal, right? Most these guys who have just gotten into the transfer portal, they got to get back to classes in January. If they if they want to go through spring ball and potentially be their team's starting quarterback, have the time to prep to be their team's quarterback next year. It happened with Jeff Sims last year with Nebraska, and it happened with Casey Thompson the year before that as well. And so, like, it feels like next season is a long time away, but this is a huge key moment in figuring out what next season looks like at this point. And we're starting to get little bits and pieces of some of the names that Nebraska might be interested in. Now, how are we getting these bits and pieces? Well, one of the ways is that you have uh, had Internet sleuths who have been tracking airplane tail numbers. This is normally something that happens during coaching searches around here and other places, but now it's been interesting as you've found found some flights that are going to Columbus, Ohio, or East Lansing, Michigan, or in some cases, you've had the players to say, uh, you know, yeah, I've been, I've been talking to to Nebraska, and it's been sort of, um, I don't know, confirmed with all of these is the right way to say it, but there are strong indications that there are four guys, four guys at least, there may be more, but there are four guys that Nebraska has some interest in. There may be mutual interest. There are some discussions going on, and I just wanted to. Just give you a little preview so if you hear the names going forward, you know who they are because unless you paid very like unless you paid very close attention to college football, you might not know 
some of these or, or even all of these. Now, I'm going to go in order of what I think is probably the generally agreed upon sort of ranking of of where these guys stand within the overall transfer class. So we're going to start with a guy from Kansas State, Will Howard. Will Howard was a Kansas State uh, quarterback last year, although they were mixing in one of the young guys that they had there as well. Will Howard was the guy who stepped in the year before, though, when Adrian Martinez got hurt. They brought in Adrian Martinez to be the quarterback at Kansas State. You may remember Adrian Martinez had injury problems. They brought Will Howard, and he did really well. They ended up winning the Big 12 championship during that year. So he's coming over. This is a one-year eligibility guy if he would come. He is ranked by ESPN as the fifth best transfer, not quarterback, but the fifth best transfer in the entire nation. So this guy's going to have a lot of phone calls. 6'5", 242. Again, one year to play for him. And to give you an example uh, of his stats, his overall, like last year, last year, uh, 61% complete, 61% completion, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, threw for 2,500 yards. Uh, the year before, he had 59% completion, uh, 1,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions. So good numbers both of the last two years. Got a championship under his belt um, and really has done well stepping in into action. He's played for the last four years, though, um, including the COVID year in 2020. So that means he would have 2024, his final year there. So he is a highly coveted one. Looks like Nebraska's got some interest in him. We'll see if that goes both directions. Now, go back to the ESPN list. The next quarterback that is ranked on the ESPN overall list is number 13, Ohio State's Kyle McCord. A little bit of a surprise for him to be in the transfer portal. He jumped in. I mean, he was Ohio State's quarterback this year. We just watched him go against the Michigan Wolverines. And his season this year, uh, this was was his... Uh, real first real extensive action because Ohio State has had such good quarterbacks that he's been behind. But he's played a little bit in 21 and played in 22. Uh, he was uh, 65% completion percentage last year, 3,170 yards, 24 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Uh, really good numbers. Keep in mind he's playing with probably the best wide receiving core in America that he had there at Ohio State, but still obviously someone that is going to get a ton of of interest and has has had some sex success there. Uh, looks like he's got multiple years. He played in 21, 2021 a little, 2022 a little. I believe one of those was probably a redshirt year, so he's probably got multiple years to go. So that would be different than Will Howard, who would only have one. Um, and then you go down and you get a couple of guys. I don't believe any of these guys were ranked on the ESPN Top 40, uh, but you have two other options as well in guys that would have um, – that we got well. You got Blake Shapen. He is the Baylor Bears uh, quarterback. Quarterback to them last year through sixty-one percent completions, thirteen touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, did not. Did not. He had some injury problems at the end of the year. Uh, he would have been on Matt Rule's radar when Matt Rule was at Baylor as a recruit at the time. So there's a little bit of a connection. A little bit of a connection there. I said Will Howard has the Adrian Martinez connection as well. Adrian Martinez is now back at the University of Nebraska in a non-athlete 
role. And so you, there are some connections that you're seeing here. Uh, so Shapin could come in from Baylor and, and potentially be a good guy. Yeah, actually, uh, more extensive year in 2022, 63% completion percentage, 18 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So if you're kind of rating sort of the desirability that other schools are having in these guys, which may or may not be the best way to do it, he would be number three on the list. And then number four on the list is a guy who's a little unproven, but Nebraska's seen in person. Uh, Sam Levitt is Michigan State's uh, was started as Michigan State's backup quarterback as a freshman this year. Did get some time against Nebraska, threw a touchdown against Nebraska. Didn't play a ton, but he was a highly touted recruit originally from Oregon. So this year, 15 for 23, like I said, uh, a lot of those were against Nebraska. Uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He also played a little bit against uh, Minnesota, uh, Michigan, Maryland. He actually only had two of the passes against Nebraska as they were kind of doing a two-quarterback system. He, though, he only played four games this year, and so he hasn't even used up a year of eligibility here at this point. He would have four, uh, four seasons left, so that would be... You know, could you take him and someone who's experienced? If you bring him, is it just him in? Uh, but those are all guys that through various media reports and to some degree, you know, things like plane tracking, some degree, some of the things that the players have said, these are four guys that Nebraska is probably connected with or there's a, it, it or there is a, a potential that something, some sort of discussion has been going on between them. Those are the four guys that I would point out. So pick your favorite, I guess, and see if Nebraska ends up with them. Will Howard at Kansas State, Kyle McCord at Ohio State, Blake Shapin at Baylor, and then Hauser from, uh, or excuse me, not Hauser, uh, Levitt from uh, from Michigan State. Interestingly enough, two of the guys from within the conference there. Could there be more? Absolutely. I mean, there, there could be talking to more now. There could be more that are higher up on their list. Uh, or you might not end up getting these guys because everyone is in the market for this thing. Everyone is in the market. And so there may be some other names we don't know about. Or it may take a little while. As Mike Schaefer said on the show yesterday, he said also watch that FCS transfer portal when they get their playoffs done. As that could be something that could factor in there as well. But it's crazy. It's crazy now. You're just waiting in December to see who you're who at least the, your potential starting quarterback is next year. And not much noise out of Nebraska from their transfer portal either. Uh, a couple of guys, uh, you had Jake Applegate, the Southeast tight end. He's going to go on try and play uh, somewhere else. And then he had one other uh, transfer, but it was, it was one that was mentioned back in October and not a guy who's contributing. So there hasn't been a lot of that so far. That was Javier Morton. All right, 825, we will take a break. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Zero, 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 zero.
He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. So I've been spending much of the last, oh, nearly, what has it been, 72 hours now? Not quite. Not quite. Um, you know, I, I would say losing like a man. That That's what I would say. Losing like a man, being a role model for how to handle losses, um, you know, just in, in hopes that in, in, in future years, that when roles are reversed and I'm celebrating wins and others around me are lamenting losses, that they'll look back on the way I handled this and use this for a model that they lived, uh, that they based their own behavior off of. And, our, you know, and I think it's largely directed to our next guest in, in part, but there's a lot of people in blue out there that probably could, could stand to learn a thing or two for me. And so we're going to give an op, an opportunity for him to do that once again. Uh, John Bishop, voice of Creighton basketball, uh, to the winner, go the spoils. And, uh, he joins us right now on Ellen. I didn't Kidman realize that you were taking the UNC Wilmington game. So, so <laughs> difficultly. <laughs> yeah. Would he use, could he use some of those incredibly ridiculous, good PBA vibes a couple of days earlier? <laughs> could, could Nebraska borrow, could the men borrow 60 points from you and you're still winning in a blowout? <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Yeah. I, I saw that score last night, and I thought it was a misprint. That was incredible. I did too. I did yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. That was that was impressive. But uh, no, I, I I I applaud your efforts to try to to lose gracefully. Thankfully, from my perspective, you have plenty of experience in that. So I'm getting been, very good. You had years of practice. I'm, I'm getting very good. But I could have. Yeah. And, and and I know none of them are listening to this now, so it doesn't matter. So I shouldn't even address it. But Creighton fans on social media and, you know, the cesspool of social media, uh, especially of Creighton social media, uh, you know, they really seized. I had some critiques of the officiating at the beginning of the game, which let's face it. So did I, by the way. Okay. Let's face it. We all do. We all do during our fans games. Sometimes they're hyperbolic. Sometimes they're deserved. Uh, I think I pointed out some, some deserved ones. I would like to make very clear, though, very clear that once that first half was over, uh, I did not indicate that there was any there there was no bearing of any potential bad calls in from the first half on the outcome of the game. It was a beatdown. You know, there's no way you could even make an argument otherwise. So, are you th- are you are, then saying that bad calls didn't matter? Well, they mattered. I mean, they might have mattered in terms of it being a what? What was the total points um, differential? I can't even remember. I'm twenty nine. Might have meant third largest uh, uh, non conference road win in Greg geez, McDermott's coaching history. Puke. Um, it may have made. It, it, yes, it might have changed the outcome from it being twenty nine to twenty four, but. Like yeah. that was not that was not significant. And I have never made just on the record, I have never made that claim that it did. I guess we can debate those individual calls if people find that worthwhile, but I don't at this point. I'm not here to do that. Now I know I know it, it may be hard in the wake of such a beatdown to look at a positive on this, but you and I both get to experience the joy of the other fan base. Win or lose, mm. um, my my timeline was polluted with angry Husker fans who 
you know, don't appreciate my job. Yes. Um, and, and to me, the positive out of all of this is how much this game matters. Right. I mean, that's ultimately for people like you and I, that's what we want. Those of us who have long lamented the fact that Nebraska football doesn't feel at times that it wants to accept rivalry. Right. Right. Or that yes. or that rivalry has to fit a narrowly defined box of respect and discipline and appreciation versus what most rivalries are built on, and that is good old-fashioned hate. Mm-hmm. And we have that here. We do. Right? We have that here. So I, I guess from that standpoint, win or lose, I, I, I like the fact that this – I mean, I love the fact that they had big-ass big, big ass buttons that said beat Nebraska on them and that Rink Mass said what he said. And, I mean, Ugh. that was a dude who was playing at Bradley for I know. out loud. He had no idea hey. what – Nebraska Creighton was all about. He'd never played either school. It's interesting that you said it that way and compared it to football because leading up to this game and the way that this week always went and the way that it was going once again, it is the closest that since since Nebraska, Oklahoma, or maybe Nebraska, Colorado, it's the closest thing. Well, and Creighton doesn't have a football team. So it's the closest thing that either of these schools have experienced that looks anything like a true college football rivalry. I realize it's exactly. not football, but that's, it feels more like a college football rivalry than any of Nebraska's college football rivalries. Absolutely. I've always, I, I mean, since I was a child, I always lamented the idea that there wasn't a, Nebraska State, like there is an Oklahoma State, you know, where you've got that in-state rivalry because it was, uh, it was like, oh, man, that'd be kind of cool, right? Um, but, you know, it, it, it's never happened that way, and so be it. I mean, you know, we we adapt. But, yeah, this is this is the one thing that we can look forward to every year, and it, that's why it would be nice if, if – you know, as good as Creighton volleyball has been, I wish they could beat Nebraska once, <laughs> you know, so we could maybe, you know, gin up some more. Cause I mean, you talk about, you talk about what a great rivalry would be. I mean, those are two programs that are playing, you know, equally at elite levels, right? Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately for basketball, only one of the programs is playing at that high level right now. But well, I don't wish for this, but I know how you could start it to be in Tampa a week from right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad we have it. Um, this was my introduction to college basketball. My very first memory of college basketball was watching TV and seeing Joe Cipriano getting escorted out of the Civic Auditorium by cops because he had just been ejected from the game. Yeah. And it made it made a mark on me. Yeah. Right? And I've watched this series ever since and it was my introduction to the sport. And um that's why I've always got a special place. I love it and hate it at the same time. My my, my feelings on Sunday were more relief than joy. That and honestly, that's yeah. what it was. It was more relief than joy because, you know, I didn't want to suffer the same fate as last year when you got to celebrate and we had to listen to all of the you know the uneducated uh, basketball fans try to explain <laughs> basketball to us you know i i, I didn't want to do that again uh, so yeah it was it was it was God. it was it was relief but now now i can sit back and 
Thank and goodness the Nebraska has in 62 days. I've got this. I got this. Uh, my Apple phone screen. I've got this widget on it that uh, is through Yahoo Sports, and it like it's supposed to rotate scores of games that are going on. But for some reason, it's set on just my teams that I have set on favorite right. on the app. So like it, it, during the baseball season, we'll have the Royals score every day ongoing throughout, which is kind of cool. Uh, but during basketball season. And there's no football games. The only favorites I have set are Nebraska football, Nebraska basketball, basketball, and the Royals. And so every time I've looked at my phone uh, since Sunday, <laughs> I'm looking what time it is. I'm looking what the weather is, and there's that stupid score right on the front. And so I'm glad to get – I'm sure I could turn it off or something. I'm just glad there's another game on tonight, which hopefully goes well, so it could at least get that score off my phone. For the most part, but would, would you like some good news? I, I'm I'm looking at my Bart Torvik. I'm yeah. a big fan of the Bart Torvik. He's like the uh, alternative Ken Palm. Yeah, he's the free Ken Palm. The free you Ken man for this. He's the he's Walmart Ken Palm. He's Walmart Ken Palm. His name is Bart, and he's great. Um, Nebraska should win tonight and on Sunday. Michigan State. Don't okay. know if you know this, folks. Kind of stinky. Oh, right? I wonder if all of a sudden they'll get a lot better on Sunday. That'd be well, weird. I mean, that, that's oh, always possible. I mean, with, it's with impossible. Tommy. It's impossible not to happen. Yeah. It is going to be the best shot. I mean, look, I've watched some of Creighton this year too, and Nebraska certainly has foibles. I'm not defending the way Nebraska played at all, but Creighton was on fire. It was ridiculous. Everything they did, everything worked. The coaching obviously was very good. Like, there's no part of the game where I can like make an excuse. And the fact is, Creighton Creighton's obviously a good team, but they played as well as they could possibly play for the most part. Against well, Nebraska, of course. Not, oh, I'm brother! Well, no, just seriously. take they're, it. No, just no, no, say no, no. yes. They're, they're they're they shot below their average, right? I mean, they weren't they weren't from uh, the field. Yeah, yeah. Well, they shot like fifty percent from three, so that probably made up for it. Well, no, they were fourteen of forty. That's like thirty five. Whatever. It felt like seventy percent. I know that's what it, it did, but that's that that is that is kind of the scary thing. But but 40? I said as much on our post game. You know that game was more about what Creighton did on defense than it was on well, offense. I know you know yes. you can look at eighty nine points and say, well, you know they made everything, but but really it was about it was about the defensive effort. I thought they I thought what they did, you know, because when you've got four guys averaging in double figures and only one guy got there, and and got there in a kind of a difficult way. I mean. It, how many games are we going to see this year where Casey is going to score 20 and only one bucket is going to be a three? Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be that no. many of those types of it, games. Uh, uh, ne- Nebraska looked like they had to fight tooth and nail every possession to get some kind of a worth like an okay shot. And a yeah. lot of times they never got one and they took a bad one. Um, or they took one from someone who probably shouldn't be taking the shot that that he took. And on the other end of the court... It looked like Creighton, you know, executed a plan, you know, pat, quick, quickly passing around, making Nebraska rotate like crazy, punishing Nebraska for doubling the big guy down low. And it's just, you know, the scheme, it was an out-scheming. And, you know, frankly, I think Nebraska out-schemed Creighton last year. So, um, and, and lots of last year, I think Fred Hoiberg was out-scheming opponents, too, with the way Nebraska went on this run. So it's not like an eternal condemnation about Fred Hoiberg, but, no. man, got, I mean, 
it was out coached this time around. It was the scheme they did did not work. I don't know, and I don't know if that's got something to do with them trying to run with Creighton and trying to do something that they're not as good at Creighton as doing instead of changing the game or, you know, realizing that you just don't have, you have a different set of personnel than you had last year defensively. And so you shouldn't have the strategy that you did last year. I don't know what it is. I'm not smart enough with X's and O's to diagnose that, but. It looked, it looked from my perspective like one team was completely ready from a strategy standpoint from this one game and the other wasn't. I, I, I wondered about this before the game if the long week off wasn't necessarily a good thing. I think maybe sometimes you can get into a rhythm um, where, you know, you're playing well and you get into that, you know, two, two times a week, you know, play on Saturday, play on Wednesday, play on Sunday, play on, you know, Thursday, whatever the the pattern is, but to have the week off. Now, later in the season, when you're in the throes of conference play and the games are really, really, really get intense, um, it is nice to have that, you know, that bye week, that idle week. But I wonder if maybe part of it, because, you know, Creighton, Creighton had only a couple of days to prepare for this one. But as Mac said to me after the game, you know, it was it was more of a mental work. And so really digging into the film and and the mental side of it versus the physical side of it, um, you know, probably helped a little bit. You know, and, and Creighton's more of a, it, even though there's some new pieces, it, it's still a, a team that's very much the same as last year. One of the things, and, you know, there's good and bad to the way Fred has scheduled this year, but I thought it was the smart way to go because you've got a lot of new faces. Even though they're experienced, you know, guys who have played other, you know, Division One basketball, to get them to play together, um, it it does take a little bit of time. And so, yeah, there 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 might be something to the fact, and I don't know if the game plan for Nebraska was similar to this year to last year. They just didn't execute it as well or not. But you know, that's that's one of the things that happen when you take a big step up in class based on you know who you had played previously. Um, that that can be kind of a shock to the system, and that might have been uh, what part of what happened on Sunday. Yeah, uh, moving to football. Uh, I just saw this uh, right when I was starting the interview. Uh, Chris Hummer of Twenty Four Seven reporting: Nebraska quarterback Jeff Sims expected end of the transfer portal. Um, I mean, no, I guess the only thing I didn't know there, John, was whether it didn't sound like he was coming back. Whether he was really going to try and transfer and go somewhere else, or you know, if he was done with football or what. But uh, unsurprisingly, it sounds like Jeff Sims is done at, at Nebraska. And, um, yeah, I mean, making obviously, it, all, it was already here, but making what happens at the transfer portal now obviously very big. And there's no doubt. There's obviously no doubt. Just whatever Matt Rule said last week, there's no doubt he is uh, going to try and find a quarterback in the transfer portal, at least one. Yeah, no, there, no, there's no question they're going to. I, I, I would be a little surprised if they took more than one, only because I'm not expecting them to take a lot of players out of the portal. But I could be wrong. Well, they, they only have so many spots on the team with that, right? With and, nobody and else got, really transferring out at this point. Yeah, and you've got a lot of, uh, yeah, you got a lot of people that you got to figure out what we're going to do uh, on the roster, but. Uh, yeah, it, it's not it's not surprising that Jeff Sims is is departing, and and it's it's unfortunate how everything went out. I still look back at the interception in the first half in the end zone at the end of the first half at Minnesota, and it just how everything just changed for Jeff. Smith, so many what Jeff Sims after yeah. that. I mean, I thought he played with some confidence. 
um, in the first half of that game. And then in the second half, I mean, you could just literally see him trying to process and not make that mistake. And, and sometimes, and I'm not saying that it was wrong for Matt Rule to constantly harp on turnovers and ball protection during the offseason, but there is a there is a time where you constantly hammer home, hey, you got to protect the ball, you got to protect the ball, we got to protect the ball. And and then once once you make that one critical mistake, you're 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 you hold it a little tighter. You maybe hold it a little longer than you should. Um, you don't just grip it and rip it. It's a fine line that you walk um, with all of that. And I think I think some of that got into Jeff's head. I, he is not. I mean, he's just not that quarterback. He I know that I know that he had a, a decent amount of turnovers at Georgia Tech, but. It wasn't to the level he had here, and and I just think the mental side of it, um, for whatever reason, was was a big part of why things just kind of went south. And and I hope that you know he can gets gets a chance to clear his head a little bit, uh, get back some confidence, and just a change of scenery might might do him some good. Now, um, I don't know. Nebraska is obviously, you know, whether it's you're you're taking what the recruits themselves have said or the plain tail stuff, and and kind of knowing where these coaches are, it's pretty clear Nebraska's shooting its shot with as big as many as the big names as they can right now um, that are out there, and especially it sounds like Will Howard and and McCord, who I would say are what two of the, probably the top four in the class. Like ESPN has Will Howard the number fifth overall quarterback. Um, uh, behind, well, Gabriel, Cam Ward, Riley Leonard, Dante Moore, and then Will Howard, number five. Then they've got Ungalele, uh, Grayson McCall, and then they get to Kyle McCord next. So, like, mm-hmm. we're talking about top top five to ten guys here in the transfer portal right now, and that's every everyone's in the transfer portal, so that's overall. They're shooting their shot here with this thing. I don't know what their chances are of getting them. I'm not going to get into the NIL analysis, but, man, if you got especially one of those two guys, and it sounds like we're out of time, it would be. I, I can't. I'd just be interesting to see how everything would sort of change in terms of the opinion about the next year. Oh, I think it'd change a lot, and you know, it, it'll be fun to watch to see what they can end up getting. But um, yeah, w- these next few days are going to be real, real interesting because it's a small window um, when guys can jump in, and obviously, you know, it was it was it'd be about a week from now. A year ago, when Nebraska got Jeff Sims, so yeah, we we should find out here. Relatively, I was going to say, soon. do you think we'll know by the next time we talk? I think there's a good chance. Yeah, right. I think there's a good chance. I, I can't say for sure, but you know, these things do move fast. All right, there you go, John Bishop. Wasn't too mean today. Um, I I'm guess. not mean any day. Eh, we'll even debate that. Anyway, uh, all right, <laughs> we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a good show. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Yes, sir. There you go, John Bishop. 1620, the zone. 856, we will take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Okay, that is it for the show. Do you remember the name of our winner for the... the uh Cheryl. Cheryl won our tickets, the VIP spots on the Christmas lights bus. We'll do that again tomorrow. Uh, Caleb will be back tomorrow. Johnny Cadillac, thank you for sitting in today. I appreciate it. Of course. We are uh, bringing out We are bringing out the new What is LNK Today with Jack and Friends thinking of game tomorrow. I cannot wait. We're going to up the challenge a little bit for Nebraska basketball tickets to Michigan State. We will see you on Thursday, 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.